0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean
1: Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Returning for a second appearance on Dana White's Contender Series, Tuesday, September 13th, 6-1 and as a professional fighter for those wins or finishes. Please welcome Brandon
0: Lewis. Brandon,
1: my man, how are you doing?
0: Hey, what's going on? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, just about five days out from the fight, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good.
1: Yeah, man. I was going to say five days out. You said you're feeling good. That's great. Uh, I find this super interesting. You're the only fighter I've ever interviewed who has like a nice podcast set up. So I really appreciate that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. I try to put out uh, good quality content and, and things like that. And just giving the people what they deserve. Uh, you know, that's in and out of the cage. So when I'm in the cage, and I'm fighting you get, every second. You can expect some entertainment. Outside, I I try to to keep the quality up as well, so.
1: Yes, sir. So, your nickname is Let's Go, Brandon Let's Go Lewis. Um, The Let's Go Brandon thing maybe has, like, a different connotation now in in 2022. (laughs) Where did this nickname come from?
0: So, my original uh, nickname was Brandon Superman Lewis, and that came from, uh, I was doing these, like, dive rolls in, like, a karate class when I was, like, 12, uh, I was, like, flying over people, and one of the students was like, hey, you look like Superman when you're diving over them. And that just kind of stuck. And I'm not a big fan of, uh, like, DC too much. I'm more of a Marvel guy anyway. And, you know, it was just something I was like, all right, you know, I can't really get rid of my nickname. And then one day I was uh, – I saw, like, at some NASCAR rally or something, people just were shouting, let's go, Brandon. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know I had all this uh, unknown support. You know, I'm playing – But uh, I just thought it was a good play on the words and, and, you know, it's something that people like to hype up and chant in the crowds. So I was like, Hey, screw it. Let me just change my nickname to let's go Brandon Lewis. And uh, yeah, I was right. People love chanting it in the crowds. Um, People love the nickname so far. So, and and it kind of fits my description. You know, I've, I've said it multiple times in the middle of a fight. Um, I kind of get really amped up uh, during fights. Sometimes I'll talk crap to my opponents in there in the cage and, Let's go, you know, I've said that before, so um, it kind of fits me, and as well, nice little crowd action as well.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, it's an easy one to cheer,
0: let's go Brandon, and
1: it's also funny because of the whole, you know, yeah. NASCAR political side of it too, and it's a great nickname, so I'm all about it, let's go nice. Brandon Lewis. Um, so I assume you're still in Florida based on your uh, background, your video yep. background, you haven't gone to Vegas yet?
0: No, no, I fly out on Saturday
1: are you going to well, get tomorrow, there? Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Are you going to get there in time for the fights?
0: Like No. 279? And, and, and not only that, uh, you know, I'll be focused on like cutting weight, getting my sweat on, doing my own thing. So, um, you know, watching fights and all that's nice, but I'd rather be the one in there, uh, doing it. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your cutting weight. Uh, another reason I'm very appreciative of you joining me because I would never want to do an interview cutting weight. So how, how's that going? You looking on weight, anything drastically different this weight cut than before?
0: Uh, No, I mean, the the real cut is going to come on Sunday. So weigh-ins are on Monday morning. Um, I'm going to do my my big cut on Sunday. At this time, yeah, I'm approaching a little bit different. I've had some issues uh, with weight cutting in the past before. Just kind of figuring out my body. Um, I entered this sport real young when I was like 15. Um, So the whole weight cutting process, I was still growing into my body. Then I took a a three-and-a-half-year layoff. Uh, my body changed then too. So eh, just kind of taking a long time in between fights and then just kind of coming up uh, through the rankings as like a teenager and then a young adult. Um, it just took me a while to figure out. And, and I started off this whole thing from more of a martial artist side of it. And as I've gone on throughout my career, I've learned how to be more of an athlete and how to do the other parts of it. So this time, yeah, I'm counting my calories. I'm, doing, I'm tracking everything I eat um, I'm making sure I'm doing it, doing it right. So this one, I have full confidence, you know, I'm making weight, things are going to be going smooth. And, uh, yeah, so far, so good. Everything's on point.
1: Good to hear, man. Cause you know, Dana White doesn't like his, uh, contender series fighters missing weight. So glad no, to hear you're on top not. of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, how was training camp in general? I know you spent time at a uh, BJJ. Did you also spend time at Defworth like you do usually do?
0: Yes, absolutely. Those are the two I, Year round, in and out of camp, that's that's where I train at. Those are the two spots where I go. Um, Def Wars, you know, it's our fight team. Arm and U is where I do jiu-jitsu at. I train with legendary Hopson Mora. Awesome, great teammates there as well. But yeah, most of my fight-related kind of training um, is with the team Def War guys. Uh, We do, I do all my striking there, do my wrestling there, and then we'll you know do some mixed stuff over there as well. And you know, I still need to stay on top of, of being sharp with my jujitsu. So that's what I go to army for
1: smart. And for those who don't know, great gyms down in Tampa, correct?
0: Yep. absolutely. Um, and, and I think it's a lot of um, it needs more exposure because there's a lot of, there's a lot of popularity in South Florida. You got a lot of, you know, you got Sanford, you got ATT, you got a lot of big gyms down in South Florida. Yep. And, you know, in central Florida, it's not as known, especially into the leagues like the UFC um, there's not too many guys coming out of you know central right. Florida as of yet but there is a lot of talent here there's a lot of good gyms and uh, I'm excited to kind of put Tampa and, and central Florida on the map
1: yeah man because Tom Brady's kind of taking up all the popularity down there right now uh, yeah, especially yeah. with football to starting this weekend but um, for the casuals out there watching why don't you just name drop some fighters you uh, train with who are your coaches uh, I don't care if we you think we know them or not just tell us who your boys are
0: yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, uh, one of my main training partners, Blake Smith, he's a TFFC uh, lightweight champion. I believe he's going to be one of the next ones in the UFC soon. Um, train with a long cruise, Train with a lot of, I train with a lot of amateurs as well, actually. So I train with a lot of like, you know, professionals that have a couple fights, Tyler Keating, uh, Max Keonas He's really helped me out this camp a lot. He's, uh, he's a flyweight. So he's been really getting my uh, speed up to par, just kind of keeping me sharp. Um, Argenis Castro, yeah, uh, all my teammates, they're, they're, they're a bunch of savages, they come and fight, they don't care how good you are, what rank you are, what, whatever, um, you're, if you go into Team Def 4 you know, even one of the new amateurs is going to come and bring it to you, and that's exactly what I need, is, uh, you know, sometimes guys will go in and, and go and train at gyms or spar with people they feel comfortable with, and, and that's not what it's about, it's about being uncomfortable. So, you know, my, my teammates, they push me uh, really well. And, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't ask for anything better because that's exactly what you need coming into a, a fight like this.
1: Yes, sir. Gym full of killers. Glad to hear you have that uh, sports system back home. Um, so, as I mentioned before, you're 6-1 and one as a pro. This is your second appearance on Contender Series. For those who don't know, Brandon lost a fight last year to Mo Miller, who's a freaking absolute savage in the sport of MMA. Um, since then, you have a TKO victory over Taylor Moore. You know, it's been a whole season since you were on Contender Series. You got the win since then. Had a lot of time to reflect. What have you, like, for lack of better terms, learned? Or what lessons have you learned? What are you going to take with you into this second appearance on Contender Series?
0: I think just the experience and, and staying more composed with better decision-making. So I I've, believe I've always had all the tools in the toolbox. I just needed to compose myself. And execute on what I already know and what I already trained for. Um, and that's something that that kind of comes just with experience. Um, luckily, when I fought in Contender, I, I went all three rounds. Now I typically mm-hmm. I like to finish my opponents, um, but when you go the full fifteen minutes, the w- one thing that you can take away is you have that full fifteen minutes of experience now. Right. And that was something that's helped me out a lot. Um, my next fight when I fought Taylor Moore, I felt the most composed and controlled that I've ever have before. And typically, if you would ask me, uh, you know, after a fight, Hey, what happened? I couldn't tell you. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I, I have no idea what just happened. I beat right. the guy, you know, whatever.
1: Adrenaline. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. The adrenaline just kind of takes over a little bit. My last fight, I recall every moment in that fight, I was able to really break everything down and just stay really composed. And I think that's something that's going to take me a long way because I know I have the skill sets to be Uh, the best in the world. I just need the experience, the composure and to be able to execute properly. And so just better decision making, obviously honing the skills. I mean, it's been a full year since I was on contender series. So that's a full year that I was nonstop training, uh, tuning the skills better, working a lot of my wrestling, wrestling defense, standing back up to my feet, you know, things like that, staying in the fight the entire time. And uh, yeah, I think all that's going to take me a long way for this next one.
1: If, if I remember correctly, you can, or if I, if I'm saying this wrong, you can tell me, but I believe Mo Miller came into that fight as like a minus like 600 favorite or something absurd.
0: Yeah. Um, I was the biggest underdog in that card. I believe, yeah. yeah.
1: And Dana. And then at the end of the show, Dana White didn't give Mo a contract because he was like, you went up against the plus 400 dog. You couldn't finish him. You went the whole fight. So no, mm-hmm. I don't think you're ready for the UFC. So I think that says a lot about you that you were able to go in there against such a stud like Mo, like one of the hottest prospects in MMA and outlast him the whole fight, show your heart, show your grit, and actually make Dana say, hmm, Mo's not the one to impress me. Brandon was. So that's why you're back, man. And I'm super hyped to uh, watch you get in there and do it again, dude. Um, another opponent, though, who's not very easy, 12-0 Daniel Marcos. What are your thoughts on him? Have you watched any tape at all?
0: Uh, yeah, initially when I got news, I watched a little bit of tape. Um, yeah, this guy seems like he's going to come out and, and try to bang with me. And that's exactly what I want because my fight with Mo, it was a boring fight. You know, I don't like saying that, but it was, it was, it was a terrible fight. I, I hated watching it. I hate being part of it. Sure. I, I was bored. I was bored being in there. Um, but I always try to finish my fights. I try to put on exciting fights. I'm always constant pressure, nonstop action. And I feel like having an opponent that's going to do the same, is gonna just result in a really great fight. So one, it's gonna put on a great show for people that are gonna tune in and watch. I'm gonna get to showcase my skills a little bit more. And then Dana White's gonna see a great fight with a great finish with me, obviously being the one uh, coming out on top. And it's gonna secure me that contract. So it takes two to tango in there. I'm glad I have a good opponent. Hey, I've never shied away from a tough fight before, as you've said, you know, I don't care if I'm the underdog, whatever i'm here to eventually be a world champion so i'm my, why why not fight really tough guys uh right now you know and i feel like i'm prepared for it so this guy he's going to come out he's going to stand bang he's probably hungry he's coming from peru um he's got seven knockouts let's bring it let's put on a good show and let's see who comes out on top and and i'm confident that one's going to be me
1: that attitude is going to win your fans and it's going to win your contract man love it um Something interesting I saw, there's no betting odds out for this fight yet. That usually comes out for contender series like Sunday. Um, but I was reading some like analysis on this and some people are having you come in as like a, like an estimated, like plus, tw- uh, not 1200, a plus like 120, a plus like 140 underdog. And the, their reasoning is strength of schedule, strength of opponent. They're like Daniel Marcos, strength of opponent, strength of schedule is going to be a little too much for Brandon Lewis. That's quotes. I'm not saying this. Yeah. I went to look at that. I was like, hmm, is that true? Did you know your combined, your opponent's combined record is 53 and 15 in your career?
0: Oh, nice. There we go. <laughs> How
1: the hell is his strength of opponent experience better than that, man? I think that's way off. I think underdog odds on you.
0: Cash it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, not financial advice, but I definitely place a bet on me. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like I said before earlier, I've never shied away from a tough fight. I mean, from my third professional fight, I have fought guys from like top gyms. Um, I fought guys from American top team. Fought guys from uh, really, you know, really esteemed coaches and camps. Uh, pretty much right off the bat from my career. And, and Marcos, I mean, I don't know how the talent pool is looking like in Peru, but I know over here in America we got we got some killers, and and I've never shied away from any of them. So. I think I'm going to be his toughest opponent to date. I think I'm going to be the most credible. Um, Yeah. Maybe some of the guys he's fought have better records than me or and have more fights and all that kind of stuff. But I, again, I don't think the talent pool down there is as high as the pool that I've faced. So that's just my personal opinion. Um, I think I'm going to become, I'm going to come way more prepared than anyone he's ever looked at. um, And we'll see how it works out for
1: him. I completely agree, man. I think whatever clown wrote that article is, (laughs) some good good um (laughs) (laughs) so we you know just real quick talking about sports betting at all do you gamble at all do you bet on sports ever
0: no no
1: okay so forget about that but for those who (laughs) do if you have any advice for people who want to throw money on you anything like that what do you say to those people
0: uh i mean not a financial advice but Bet, bet the house. I'm probably going to come in as an underdog. Like you were saying, you said there was some odds that, that has me already as an underdog. So bit, yeah. you, you get to get to make some profits there. You know, that's all I got to say. You know, I, I, I'm betting on myself. I've, I've been betting on myself for 15 years uh, coming into the sport. You know, that, that's, that's all I could say as far as financial, you know, what you throw in, what you throw out. I can't tell you what, but I I put full uh, belief and effort and Everything into myself, so uh, I'm, I'm giving this fight everything I have. This is the second time I've had this opportunity, and I'm not letting it slip this time.
1: Love it, man! Great attitude. Um, any 279 UFC 279 predictions?
0: I just hate seeing Diaz and <laughs> Diaz and Ferguson in there to be honest with these guys, they're going against some absolute killers. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I said I hate seeing them is because they're, they're these are guys that I kind of watched as I was coming up and and all this kind of stuff. And when you see someone that you're a fan of uh, fighting for such a long time and you kind of see their decline a little bit. It's just hard to watch. Not saying they can't pull off these wins, but you just kind of want to, you know, you have some sort of protective instinct over them. You're like, Oh no. Like when I saw uh, Tony get knocked out by Michael Chandler, with that front kick, like I just felt like my heart sank. I'm like, yo, like, you know, but they're their own men. Uh, you know, they make the decision to go in there, put their, put their lives at risk and, you know, you got to respect their decisions. So um, that being said, I do have Chemaev probably finishing Diaz. Um, Ferguson, I believe he's got more of a shot to winning his fight. I mean, if you look at his, his previous fights, he got finished by top guys yeah. and I'm not saying um, his opponent's not a really tough guy or anything like that, but he did get ragdolled by Chemaev. Um, you know, I think Ferguson ha- has a shot. As far as the rest of the card, I'm not too familiar. I haven't been keeping up with too much. I've been focusing a little bit more on myself these past right. couple of weeks. So. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be some good fights. But I, for main, uh, for the Chamaya fight, I, I'd say he gets the, the finish within a round or two.
1: Yeah, I agree. Sad to see. But, yeah, man, that's MMA and father time. <sighs> MMA doesn't treat it kindly, huh?
0: No, absolutely not. You only know, you got a short period of time to be a fighter. And after that, go off and live your life, man. You know, yep. enjoy
1: so, have you watched any Contender Series this season? And what are your thoughts if you have?
0: Yeah, I've seen a couple. Uh, I was out there doing media in Vegas. A, uh, was it last week? Yeah, last week for Contender. So I was on the treadmill, kind of putting up there. Cool. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not too impressed. Uh, I'm. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, I think I'm. I'm prepared for the next level, which is the UFC. Um, and, and that's not to knock any of the contender guys that, that I've seen, but I've seen a lot of these guys, and I'm just like, I know I'm better than these guys. I know I'm way better than these guys. And, and that's again, like I said, nothing against them. Uh, they probably performed their hearts out. Again, it's probably the biggest stage that they've been on, so I feel comfortable walking into Apex. I've been there before. I'm calm, cool, collected now. Um, so again, I can't take away anything from their performances. There's been some really great fights on there but I feel like I'm ready for that next level.
1: 100%. Love it, man. Love it. Um, you get to that next level. You get the big W on Tuesday. You're sitting in the back. You're talking to Lara Senko, waiting for Dana White. What do you have to tell the boss, man? What do you tell Dana?
0: Hey, if you want more finishes like that, put me on your next UFC card cause I'm ready. Um, you know, that's it. I, I want to fight back to back as long as I'm healthy as long as I come out, you know, unscathed or, you know, whatever the case may be, short downtime, get me on the next UFC card. Get me on the next thing. I'm I'm down to put on a great finish on contender, get a nice sweet knockout and then do do it again on the next card. I think uh, UFC might be coming to Orlando. So I'm in Florida. Boom. It's like an hour and a half away. Put me on that card.
1: Hometown stud. Do you have a potential UFC opponent in mind? Anybody you'd like to fight for the first time?
0: Uh, No, I haven't really looked into anybody in, like Lord, I mean, they might put me against another contender guy, uh, maybe someone that was on the ultimate fighter. I don't mm. know how the matchmaking, uh, works per se. Um, yeah, I don't have anyone in particular in mind. Uh, I've just been fo- like I said, focusing on myself, building myself up and whoever they put in front of me, then uh, they're going to get it.
1: Do you have a dream like venue you'd like to fight in somewhere in the world anywhere?
0: No, I mean, fight Island would be nice. Yeah. I, I think fighting fight in Abu Dhabi would be, would be real nice. Uh, as far as like, no, I, I don't think I've thought too much into like a certain particular venue, um, but fighting on fight Island, I'm not looking forward to the flight, but yeah. fighting there would be great.
1: That'd be sweet, man. It'd be a good time. Um, so oh, what yeah. about dream venue, maybe fight Island? What about like a dream fight, any fight, any fighter, current, retired, freaking fictional, who would you like to scrap up against in the, for like a little for fun exhibition match?
0: Learn more at marines.com. It would have to be, and I know it sounds ridiculous because obviously right now I'd get my ass handed to me, but it'd have to be Demetrius Johnson because he's one of the goats and he's one of the best to ever do it. And just, I mean, the experience that I would get from fighting someone like that would just be amazing. Um, So, yeah, Demetrius Johnson, he's he's one of my favorite fighters. He's someone that, as I've been coming up, like I've always tried to model, you know, I've idolized him and, and, you know, he's just so great at his craft, so. Uh, Yeah, a fight against Demetrius Johnson. I think he's, I know he's fought at flyweight. He's fought at bantamweight before. Um, I think in some recent interviews, he said his, he sizes up kind of towards bantamweight Mm -hmm. um, as of right now. I think in one FC, he weighs in at 135 now. So yeah, he's big. Yeah. So yeah, Demetrius Johnson.
1: I love the Mighty Mouse fight, man. He got that big dub two weeks ago, huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it was, it was amazing. Uh, Just a slip right hand. As he was stumbling back, he just throws a flying knee, catches him. It it, it was beautiful. And and he's a real martial artist. He mixes it up better than anyone that I've ever seen. So, um, you know, as early on, I I looked up to George St. Pierre. And I think Demetrius Johnson is just kind of like a a modern day George St. Pierre, more evolved version.
1: Totally. Good comparison. And I love both those guys. They're both uh, the goats in their division, in my opinion. Um, So dream fight, dream venue. What about dream career? You know, you get the double on Tuesday, you fight your UFC career out. We skip ahead 20, 30 years. You're an old man sitting down telling your grandkids
0: about your stories. What did your career look like? How did it all go down? um face i i, I want to face some adversity uh i want i don't want a smooth easy career oh i finish everybody like that and, and nothing you know nothing i want to go through adversity one of the things that i really idolized uh, george st pierre for was that he lost that one fight and then he came back and just absolutely just just destroyed matt sarah yeah. um so i want to be known for somebody that can tackle adversity that can overcome certain situations like be put in a tough spot I could be down around two rounds, maybe three, you know, in a championship fight, I could make a comeback. Um, just someone like that. Someone that always pushes through and, and never stops shooting towards their goals. And, you know, it's going to take me a while. It may take me five years or 10 years, but one day I will be champion. And, uh, I'm sure I'm going to face some hurdles, uh, on the way there, but I'm all for it. I'm ready. And that's what I want to be known as.
1: Tuesday's to start my man. I'm i uh, I'm super stoked to see it all go down. Um, let's let's stop talking about fighting for a second here or your fight rather um fighting as a career i don't need to tell you this i just need to tell the people watching this who don't fight very challenging career very demanding physically mentally you know you guys have the highest of highs you have the lowest of lows when you're down whether it's after a rough training session whether it's after a loss whether it's just late night doubts in bed at night what keeps you motivated what keeps you inspired what keeps you going
0: so this dream that I've had of becoming a world champion is, is something that I've had ever since I was like six years old. I grew up watching like Rocky, uh, you know, John claude Van Damme movies, like things like that. And, yeah. and just inspirational uh, stories from films kind of really drove me as a kid to want to go into martial arts. And then again, watching people like George St. Pierre, watching uh, champions was something that I've just always, you know, drew inspiration from. And uh, let you say, can, can you rephrase that question real quick? Sorry.
1: <laughs> just when you're down, what, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you? Yeah.
0: I, I think just my goal, just I've had this for such a long time. I know the end goal. I'm going to be able to, you know, with becoming a world champion, I'm going to be able to take care of my mom. I'm going to be take. I'm going to be able to take care of my teammates, all the people that have supported me and that sacrifice of, of you know, a hard session or, any bumps on the road that I may face is is going to be worth it when I put in the work and I get to buy my mom a house. I get to take care of my teammates. I get to show martial arts to a younger generation. Um, and that's something that really inspires me and lifts me up because yeah, uh, feeling down is temporary. Um, but if you push through and, and you keep working hard, you know, the, the fruits of your labor are going to come. And that's something I, just, it, it's what you put in is what you get out. And that's, that's just something that I know for a fact. So it doesn't matter what I'm feeling temporarily. Um, let me just keep pushing through, keep striving and I'll be able to take care of the people that I want to take care of.
1: Great perspective. Great perspective. Um, so, you know, aside from Brandon, the fighter, why don't you just tell me a little bit about you as a person? Like do you have any hobbies, interests? What do you do when you're not fighting or training?
0: Well, as of late resting, because I'm putting so much effort into, <laughs> into training and all that. I'm just like, I'm dead. Um, no, I like to, I like to chill sometimes I like to, a PC game. So I'll play like some Dota, something like that. Um, watch some Marvel movies some some shows, all that kind of stuff. Uh, hanging out at theme parks, the beach, uh, things like that. Me and my girl, we love going to Disney, um, you know, things like that. So I, I would say like just hiking, hiking. Going out and about, and then when I'm home and feeling a little bit lazy, I'll play some video games.
1: That's sweet, man. So you mentioned Marvel. Are you into superheroes in general at all? Have you watched The
0: Boys by chance? Oh, The Boys was great. The Boys is probably yeah, yeah. The the Boys. So typically, no, I I don't spread myself too far out. uh, But The Boys, excellent show, especially last season. It's it's the best show put out so far as of right now.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And I only ask because I'm like mid. I, I'm watching for a second time right now, my fiance. And, whew, so good, dude, so good. Um, yeah, absolutely. Another another thing you're involved with, I saw that you actually told me about is um, you're involved with Marshall Inu. Is that correct? Yep. So, I just want you to kind of explain that to people who are watching this. who don't know what that is. Kind of explain it to me because I half know what that is. Like fighters like Volkanovsky, Ricky Simone, Bryce Mitchell. You know, you got got a lot of people following that page. So what's going on over there?
0: Yeah, they're a crypto project. That dedicates uh, part of its uh, tax and and basically has a separate wallet for a fighter fund. So their whole goal is to um, basically give fighters what they're worth, their pay. Um, And so that's why we've seen. Like we'll do things with the community. We try to incorporate MMA fans interacting with their favorite fighters. So we just did like a meme contest with uh, Paulo Costa. Uh, A lot of secret (laughs) juice memes. It was pretty funny. Way, it's a cool way to, to kind of get Paulo Costa paid, have his fans interact with them and something engaging for the community. So, yeah, I mean, the power of crypto is definitely the future, in my opinion. Um, obviously, I can't go and pay my rent with crypto right now, but who knows what's possible in the next five or ten years. So, um, yeah, they're, they're all about educating fighters on crypto and then and getting them paid what they're worth. And, uh, that's an apart. you know, I, 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 work with them. I was a sponsored athlete pretty early on in the project. And then I later on, uh, got within some of the team and I'm, I'm now helping out with some of the socials and fighter relations and, and some of the content that they produce. So it's something that I enjoy. I love, you know, hosting interviews. It's given me opportunities. Like I said, you're like you said, I've done an interview with Alexander volkanowski I got to interview Aljamain Sterling, um, you know, things like that and, and that opportunity and that experience is, is something that I'm always grateful for. Um, and then I, you know, I get to work on something that I love helping out with, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm helping other fighters get to where they want to be, have more resources. And that's what it's all about. I know we're all fighting each other and stuff, but we kind of have to group up together and, and help each other out at the same time too. And, and at, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm a big, um, just martial arts, enthusiast. You know, I I recommend everybody at least train once, uh, at least, you know, maybe go and spar once, whatever, try it out. And if I could grow the sport of MMA in any way, shape or form, um, yeah, I may not be making big waves yet. But if I could start with the lower levels right now and make bigger waves as I, you know, become a champion, have more of a voice, then there we go. That's that's the way I want to do it.
1: Yeah, that's great, man. And especially like with how relevant, not only crypto and MMA is right now, but also like fighter pay is just a constant hot topic and discussion in media. So it's great to hear you're like giving back to fighters like that. And it sounds like you're going to have a uh, hell of a support cast too with uh, USC fighters <laughs> rooting you on on Tuesday. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it's great. And you know, the whole fighter pay thing, you know, people, how do you say, I see both sides of it. I understand. Sure. Yeah, sure. I do. I do see fighters. I think we should, we should get more, but not for nothing. Um, right. You know, we can't just be complaining and saying, Oh yeah, I deserve to get paid more, but it's like, for what, um, you know, so I think fighters should also make an initiative on doing things interactive with their fans, uh, you know, doing things outside of fighting that's going to bring more attention. You got to think at the end of the day, this is an entertainment business, uh, you know, and if you fight once every, you know, couple months or whatever, you're only entertaining people for 15 minutes at a time maximum you know, per every couple months. Um, so put yourself out there, promote yourself as a fighter. That's what I'm trying to do more. You see, I got this whole set, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to promote myself. I'm, you know, trying to do interviews. I'm trying to do some podcasts. I'm trying to do this and that. I'm just trying to provide some value where I can. And, um, I think more fighters should, should step up and do that and look, kind of look back and be like, okay, maybe I should start doing some more stuff outside of just fighting. It's hard though. I understand because, after you're done with a long training session, you're not going to want to go out and and do some more work. You want to rest, recover and all that kind of stuff, but you got to find out what works for you at the end of the day. So. Well,
1: that's a, uh, that's a superstars mentality right there, my man. You got (laughs) to keep that perspective uh, going because that that's what sells. Um, Before we get out of here real quick, Brandon, I just want to give you the opportunity. Do you have anything to say to your supporters, your family, your friends, all these new eyes that are going to be on you? The mic is yours.
0: Absolutely. Uh, First of all, as much of a individual sport, this thing is, I step in the cage alone. It's really much a team effort. Um, You know, I have a a team of coaches, uh, team training partners, team members, um, and I have fans and supporters, people that want to see me make it to the top. And it takes a village and Everything that I do, um, when I have that kind of support, I bring those people with me uh, in the back of my mind when I go in and fight and it wouldn't be possible without these people supporting me. So while I may step in there alone, I got a whole team of people behind me uh, in the back of my head and, and it means the world to me. So, yeah, I just want to thank every one of my coaches, everyone that's been part of my journey so far, because it wouldn't be possible without them.
1: Yes, sir. I mean, you got like, like we've been talking about this entire half hour. You got a great support team back home at your gyms and it sounds like your family and glad to hear it, man. And uh, I'm I'm certain it's going to rub off in the cage on Tuesday. Folks, if you don't know the guy, now you do. Brandon, let's go, Lewis. Let's go, Brandon Lewis, as as (laughs) one would say. Fighting Tuesday, September 13th on Dana White's Contender Series ESPN Plus. Don't miss it. The fists are going to be flying. Brandon, my man, thank
0: you so much. Hey, much appreciated. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, And, uh, when you get that big
1: dub and you get that UFC debut booked, we'll, we'll do it again. All right.
0: Absolutely. Sounds good,
1: man. Yes, sir.